Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Dr. Allison JK. She is a pioneer in the field of energy medicine and holistic thriving. She's an internationally recognized award-winning energy healer. She's a master mind-body energy medicine practitioner. She's also a yoga and meditation teacher for more than 25 years. And she's also the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System. She was actually the host of a top five radio show on Voice America's Empowerment Channel called Create Your Best Life Ever. And she is the author of the award-winning book, What If There's Nothing Wrong?, and two international bestsellers, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition, and Reasonable Dragons, How to Activate the Field of Possibilities Where Logical Magic is the New Normal. And that book was actually an international bestseller within 48 hours of the release. She has over 100,000 followers i'm so blessed and honored that she's willing to come over on the podcast and speak to me so i hope you guys enjoy this episode ready hi it's dr allison jk here i'm happy to be here with you i'm so excited to talk to you dr allison wanted to know how did you get started in your field um how did I get started in my field? I mean, what do you really want to know with that? <laughs> I want to know what, insp- I really want to know what, inspi- like what inspired you to get into energy and basically start the vibrational upgrade systems. Okay. So the juicy part you want to know is about yes. how to get into everything energy juicy. Stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Juicy okay. Stuff. So I, I guess the best answer for that then is um, growing up, I walked out in the woods every day with my older brother and he'd be ahead of me and breaking the already dead tree limbs, jumping on, you know, how boys are and I'd be behind mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. yeah. And I'd be looking at the critters all around on the floor of the forest and like hovering above this Creek and just feeling just, completely beautifully connected to everything and one with it all and so um I basically have been cultivating that connection ever since and so uh to make this a little bit more tangible then my teens I started writing in a journal and seemed to be connecting with a higher voice which I learned later when I was getting trained as a meditation teacher and yoga teacher um the term is higher self. There's actually a term for that over in the East. And so then um, mom, like around, I don't know what age, anywhere from 12 to 14, she was saying, you're and observing to me, you're, my mom did, you're really good with people, Allison. You have a really good sense. Why don't you go into psychology? And so I sat with that, knew my mom had a good intuitive sense, especially when she applied it to me. And so I went into psych as a psych major into my bachelor's program and three semesters in, it just wasn't answering the question I was asking of how do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves with that connection, with that sense I had. And and so Mm -hmm. I changed majors and have been answering that question ever since. (laughs) I love that. I feel like a psychology major and just like a background in psychology, even if you don't, you know, end up up there, it's always 
it's so great when it comes to healing and really relating to your clients and helping them heal. Was there anybody that you first, when you first started out healing that you felt like you couldn't really help and that it would be very difficult and then it surprised you? Well, that's a good question. Do you do any, do you, are you an energy medicine practitioner yourself? Yes, I'm a Reiki healer. Okay. So that was my first of the five energy medicine modalities I eventually learned before creating, as you asked about vibration upgrade system. Mm-hmm. And the system I created is like half energy medicine and half the yoga teacher and meditation teacher background in me. Um, so it's applied mindfulness after using the energy medicine. If I were to break it down mm. systematically, but apply ridiculously organically to each individual. So backing up, you said something about the psych major, um, yeah. and then I'll answer that question. It was really that's a really good response because later on, um, when I was teaching over in Asia, and that during that decade where I had moved to in order to understand energy and consciousness even more, because I was getting great results with my clients. And I wanted to get even better ones. Um, And then I was also a classroom teacher in the public school system. And that wasn't as full of abundance and and adventure and travel that I had gotten used to. And so I was looking into what else is possible. So I learned about the international school system and ended up choosing the school that offered me a job over in Asia. So Mm -hmm. when I was there, they asked me to teach AP Psych. And prior to that, I created a course as an elective of um, I called global psychology because I had been working with the Dalai Lama's output from his every other year summits with Western scientists who were oh, cool. And this is where they like, did you ever see the picture on the cover of time of the monk with the electrodes on his head? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen that. So those measurements of what we call subtle energy or chi or key, mm-hmm. as we say in Reiki, um, yes. started out of those summits um, because they were mm. looking for ways to measure the effects east meets west. They were looking for ways to measure the effects of the Dalai Lama was steeped in understanding are the effects from meditation and working with your consciousness and subtle energy. So I created a course that was half that Eastern approach to working with the mind and our psychology and our mind, body, spirit, really. And then half was based in Western psych. And so then using the Psych 101 textbooks they use at the college levels and in the AP course. And so then they ended up asking me to teach the AP Psych course. And while I was teaching it, it was fascinating to me because I had now had the background in meditation and in understanding the chakras and in energy medicine and in neurology and how meditation affects that. While I was reminding myself of developmental psychology, so it really Mm. brought together the West and the East in a way that I have found has been so helpful. So it's cool that you, you pegged that. Because um, then I revisit, <laughs> I got to revisit it later, and it really, really compounded some stuff that I think helps me be able to explain it to Western intellects even more yeah. concretely. Yeah. So Reiki. Um, did I ever find? No, I didn't. Um, but did, I wouldn't because of who I'd be, and I know that might sound weird, and I'm rubbing my eyes as I say that, but um, I would not. And I did not encounter, I have like cojones of steel. It is beautiful. Um, and it is also, um, I, one of my nicknames is a maverick or a pioneer. Or people call me that. And uh, so I would therefore apply energy medicine to stuff that other people would shrink back from, including a brain tumor within my mom. 
to the point that oh, wow. I was able to I was able to get that brain tumor gone before the science had, before science had come out with the term neuroplasticity. I was working with energy medicine, understanding that I was communicating with the cells that was still healthy surrounding the damaged cells from where the tumor had sat and activating them and asking them, talking with them to using the energy medicine and the special technique I had learned to take over. I, I was aware intuitively from the guidance that as I was working there, there the cells around the damaged part mm-hmm. could take over the tasks of the damaged cells so that she could regain the stuff that she had lost, the motor skills and speech, et cetera. And so then, like within a year, year and a half, they come out terming that. So that was the grand shift from brain damage is always permanent into there's actually a thing called neuroplasticity. And much of that was because mm-hmm. of the result of the work that the Dalai Lama was doing with Western scientists. So, no, I'm not. Um, there has been stuff, however, that I have not chosen to deal with. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. I see. One of the things that I say when people come on um, and want to work with me is you have to be of stable mind. Mm, because what yeah. the work is that I'm, yeah. Why do you say, mm, yeah, that way? I say because I, I think there's this um, misconception that all healers just need to see everybody and that they shouldn't just be selective. And I feel like you have to be called in to help somebody as well. And if something isn't really connecting to you, and if you feel like that person cannot handle what you can do and how you can help them, then they shouldn't really, they should, they should seek help elsewhere. And I connect to that mm. because recently that happened to me. Somebody came to me and she's uh, an older lady. I know her children. And she told me some things that were like very intimate and she needed help. And I, said to myself you know I don't I don't feel called to help you I don't feel like I can but I can uh, send you to someone who may be able to because I don't think you can handle the things that I Mm -hmm. say or I think so I really I just when you said that I was like Mm -hmm. wow that really I really connect to that I think that's it's so important to be selective even as a healer are your listeners um like you a majority are, or they are, become, or they're coming into it. They're growing in, right, their, let's, in their levels. Let's go into this then, because it's so <laughs> let's important. Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's not brought up frequently um, for me on the multitude of podcast interviews I do. That's secondary. Who cares, really? But it's exciting. I care, because it's exciting for me. But the primary reason is because this is such a fertile land. Yes. Um. So please take rain. Please tell tell me whatever you want to say that you haven't been able to. I'd love to hear it. Well, thank you. Um, and I, <laughs> I have been it. able to say, because I train practitioners in vibrational upgrade system. And so I, um, the part about when I said you have to be of stable mind is mm-hmm. because, like, I, I'm a personal trainer as well. I'm very much mm-hmm. about it being in the body. And so yes. one of the certifications I've gotten alongside that when I was doing continuing ed to renew certification was a behavioral change specialist. And I did that on purpose because I'm not about like, let me help you connect in with in channel for you. somebody mm-hmm. you love who's crossed over or let me help you connect in with your angelic team or your guides more. I'm all about being in the body and using it for thriving. 
having ultimate health, well-being, and um, your uh, money flows are abundant. You're fulfilled with the way you make your money, like mm-hmm. now here on 3D planet Earth in your body and not leaving it. So for whatever checkout reasons, whatever checkout practices you have um, that you use to not be here and present. So I say all of that because I'm unraveling the way I apply energy medicine is I'm unraveling the unconscious and subconscious blocks. So it's while the light and the, that comes out of your hands has an intelligence of its own, which I absolutely love because it means I'm not, re, I'm not 100% responsible. I can defer to the divine. Yes. Um, yeah. I also tell my students, like you've made choices invest your money and time and energy in learning this you don't need to leave in order to channel the light for the person you're flowing it through you and as you do you get to receive it but you are important so you don't this idea of service doesn't mean you put yourself to the left or to the right and absolutely serve everybody. And I, I'm known like as a finishing school. I'm known as like people who have what I have seen. And I was just writing this to my VA to put out there on something as a, in a description. It's really funny. Um, like people who haven't been able to like change something or clear something. Mm-hmm. I had a woman apply to um, come in and, and receive my work. And she had lost her mother at a young age, and she has spent quite a chunk of change, including um, psychotherapy, to get over it. And I'm kind of like the buck stops here. Like, Mm -hmm. I actually help people get the change they're going for. But that intimidates the shit, excuse my language, but that intimidates the (laughs) shit out of people who really just want to play in the energy and don't really want to change. Right. I'm completely inappropriate. For people who, uh, you know, so then I would, so then I remember one of my first students getting trained and certified at the highest level, the Grand Dragon Master level. And she was saying, um, when I go to your website, I would want to work with the founder. I wouldn't want to work with one of us peons. And I said, oh, no. And I gave her much kind of along the lines of the response that I just said to you. Like, not everybody's going to want this power. It's too, you know. So, one, you have choice. Two, services change. Like people are the receiving your work. And, 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 and three, like there is what you said to, about your client. Like I don't think I'm going to be the right one to deliver this for you because um, she may not want to hear what you have to say. And that's something to consider all the time in this mm-hmm. work. But there's also the choice, too. You could sit there. This is what I used to do when I came back from Asia, especially, but I did it absolutely while I was treating expats, fellow expats and local Chinese wow. when I was over there, is that mm-hmm. um, I was silent and I just let the light do the work. Nowadays, and this grew out of my practice over in um, Asia, is a couple of my clients and another colleague who was really learning meditation from me were asking me so many questions. I realized I was stepping into a coaching role, and so I ended up getting a PhD uh, for that holistic life coaching. And so I say that because now more talk came in, but before that um, I would, in my favorite, my favorite sessions are when I'm just channeling the light and I get to be silent and let the light Mm. do all the work. So there's also, that is an option. 
where we shut the heck up and we just let the light do its magic. I think that's I, I think that's so good because I always I've been told by multiple people that they love how I don't speak as much. I'm always observing and I'm not talking. I'm I'm listening and observing and they're able to kind of take my gift and take my um, healing abilities. I'm not going to say more seriously, but just they respect it more in a way. They don't hear the background on everything that I say or do. It's like having a level of mystery, which is, I think, great and people appreciate so yeah, so I think that's a great tip. Like, let's just be quiet <laughs> in, like, all areas in a way. Let's not talk as much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I really it's love so, that. It's such a different part of us, too, right? Like, I actually, mm-hmm. I'm giving away some, this is actually my latest book, my fourth book, The Dragon Master Creatrix. And I mm-hmm. give out for the first time um, stuff that is only usually in my mastermind with my um, students. And so, it was a little bit of an edge for me because I was used mm-hmm. to keeping this stuff contained and contextualized right. because so much of this work gets taken out of context and then people start mm-hmm. trying to apply it and they get frustrated or they say this stuff, then they end up saying this stuff doesn't really work. Yeah, bitter. It's not, yeah, because it's not applied in context, meaning they could hear about the rules surrender and they could be applying it when they actually need to get off their lazy butts and take action. <laughs> And stop self-sabotaging. I'm sitting here in surrender, letting the universe take care of it. I don't mean to use that voice like I'm making fun of people, but I yeah. kind of am because, like, social media allows for such little blurbs that are expected of us in people's attention span is what it is as a result that, like, this stuff gets taken way out of context. But, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying before that. So let's just – oh, telling a student um, – Oh, wait a minute. I'm losing it again. Oh, that's so funny. This is like some energy come just observing. Yeah. When we're, so they get trained with me to either do remote sessions or uh, mm-hmm. in person. And I used to have, until I started doing more of them, a bias that, of course, an in-person session when my hands are right over you or depending on where right. I lived on you um, was going to be more powerful. And then I came to understand that feeling a human being with their behavioral patterns and with their social niceties, like took up the first part of the session. And it was like a quieting down of the ego mind in order to get into the space of spirit and something beyond the thoughts, thinking mind. So in fact, I can get more down to business on a remote session. And I train my students from that um, perspective too. Because everybody thinks if you're in person, that means it's going to be more powerful. Do you no, know it's what not. I mean? That's a, I know what I mean. I've actually found that yeah. my remote sessions could be even more powerful. I've had people see me while I'm doing the session. Like, they feel like mm. I'm there in front of them. And I think it's so interesting and beautiful. That yeah. That can happen. Yeah, yeah. So remote sessions are super powerful. And silences, too. Because mm. you get to... You don't have to address the thinking mind. You get to expand into that spaciousness of working with subtle energy and um, really tracking with it and really mm. yeah. helping it become more potent. I have always yeah. said that. If you're silent, if you want to talk to me and ask me questions throughout your session in chit chat, yeah. okay, but you will get less out of it. It will oh be more potent. Oh my gosh, I, I say that all quiet. the time. 
Oh my gosh, this is why I started the podcast because I've I've spent so many sessions just explaining things to people and now I get to say, hey, listen to this episode, listen to this, I explain it here and it's been so great, like just, I recommend it to everybody, just start a podcast, it doesn't even have, it just can be instructions on what to do, tips, simple. But I wanted to ask you about um, logical magic and can you explain uh, How do you define that? So you're talking about the subtitle of my third book, Reasonable Dragons. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, well done. How to activate the field of unlimited possibilities where logical magic is the new normal. That's the Mm -hmm. subtitle. And this is my only book. It's funny you bring that up because this is my only book that's available in audible form and people love it. And I recorded it after giving a bunch of attunements doing retreats over in the heart chakra of the planet. And, um, you can feel the sacredness of the land and you can hear and perceive the light. Like I've had masterminders who have access to my clearings and activations live in recording. And they I had one woman just listen to this over and over again. Um, so logical magic, it's kind of like divine logic. If you, so my first book, what if there's nothing wrong is a woman on top of a mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Nowadays I talk about instead of, and I used to say this in the classroom with my students for meditation, taking the mountaintop perspective. And nowadays I say, um, I'm so excited. I'm almost breathless. This is great. (laughs) Um, Taking the satellite perspective. So I feel like um, one of the things that I have seen really frequently throughout the years is when we approach things from the ego mind, we interpret them one way. And when Mm -hmm. going back into the higher perspective, i.e. like our higher self or the divines, it's usually the exact opposite. So the mind tends to interpret events and situations the exact opposite of what is meant by the divine. There's a higher order of logic that seems to happen. And so logical magic, I feel like we have become too rational. So I trace back in my first book, and I was surprised I was doing this, to when that started in the West asking the question, like, I'm over here in the East and I'm living with people who still come from the valuing of subtle energy and that's primary and the physical is secondary. When did we over in the West lose our connection with that understanding? Um, And I came to see that it was around the age of reason. Like, once the church and, and science divided up segments of society that they would cover, it seems like um, magic via the alchemists were shoved underground because anything supernatural had to be contained by the church and controlled and Mm -hmm. explained and dealt with by the church. And then science was busy basically using the Bible and proving everything from the physical basis of life. When I say using the Bible, um, I know that might throw people off. So just let that part go. Uh, Just that science was busy proving everything that was physically tangible at that stage before quantum physics. So, Life was divided up, and um, there became an, then the age of reason, enlightenment, and we're a real young hemisphere comparatively to the East. We're a real young country in America, really about action and doing and making things happen, and that is what it is. It's great. Like, they're really dreamy, I found. It's a sweeping generalization, which I've earned from a decade living there. Um, <laughs> they're more dreamy and, and more imaginative yeah. um, overall. So it's, a, you know, the, the East and West together is really strong. 
So I say that because logical magic, we have lost connection by the overemphasis on rationalism in the West and the magic part. It's not all about magic. Like sometimes people get in car accidents, not because they were angry or sometimes there's a, a, a snake that shows up in our path, not because we're being told uh, we're going through a transmutation, but because we're in its bloody ecosystem. So like, I find there's a lot of be- beginners um, time when learning how to interpret the higher order or the divine logic to your own life. And, and there's an overemphasis on, on um, how magical it all is and, and a certain mm. grounding in, in a certain kind of logic is needed to a balance between not overly magical because there's a lot of superstitions that are different than old wives tales right yeah yeah so it's a balance between and so ultimately it's because there is a higher divine logic i find and so it becomes logical magic like you, you you learn how to use it you learn about subtle energies and how it works so that you can use it systematically to attain what seems like magic just be logical about it because that's how to work with subtle energy to attain a certain outcome. There's a logic to it. It's not just like, oh, oh, you know, there <laughs> is, I think simply, I think simply put, it's like knowing that everything that happens to you, there's some kind of like spiritual meaning behind it, that everything happens for a reason. And that maybe that thing was not great at the moment, but down the, down the road, like down the line, you're going to know that that had, there was a reason why it happened to you. And like, you're kind of like fulfilling uh, maybe like a past, like a karma, like a past life contract with some, something or somebody or situation. Right. Am I like mm-hmm. getting it? Yeah. Yeah. That's an absolute, that's one of the things to infer from what I said for sure. Yeah. And karma is like that. Karma is really a funny thing. Oh, yeah. um, it just seems to pop up like in the least expected times and in, in, in our mind will look for the why, why is this happening to me? Kind of a question or how do I fix this? And sometimes it's, it's, you know, you have to go into the consciousness at a, I just really want to work with somebody, frankly, so they can get you back and help you see what you conscious mind isn't allowing you to see. I mean, that's why we get support is, a mentor or somebody who can see, that's what I do. I mean, I see into what somebody else isn't seeing and help them bring it consciously mm. and work with it. So yeah, karma's <laughs> particularly tricky. Oh yeah. Can't say that word, can we? But are you a, um, are you also a medium? Yeah. Um, but I don't build how, myself like that. Or you don't build like that. But they're both, mm. I mean, even, even I could build myself as a medical intuitive. I've told my students, you're getting trained in medical intuition and as a channel and as a medium and as a psychic reader mm. because it's a I, basic skill applied anyway. Being a, as as, real, I, never, I never felt like that with my <laughs> medical intuition. I felt like it just was like thrown on me. Yeah. I just, yeah, like it's came just a part it. of the skill set. Um. Do you know what I mean? I was told I was drawn to Reiki and to practice Reiki because I was born a medical intuitive. Like that was, that's my ability. So that's, it's not, it's, I didn't become a medical intuitive because I started practicing Reiki. I always thought it was mixed up in a way. So I struggled yeah, with that for a bit. I'm sure you did. And, and we have a funny 
like I, it, that's along the lines of like when I'm working with my students and I'm training them, I train them, don't ever go up to somebody in the supermarket and offer free reading. You're seeing this in their field as you're at the checkout line. They're not asking you. And that's completely invasive. I think what you just said, yeah, I think what you just said is an example. Like I, I remember one of the trainings for one of the energy medicines I'm, I'm trained in, and I was, it was at the beginner's level, and it was a practice round, and there were a bunch of them throughout the weekend training. Every partner I was paired with projected, was, there was no accurate seeing intuitively. It was all like either A, projecting their own stuff onto mm. me, or B, kind of guessing. Now, granted, this is a beginner's level. Um, and I had already been doing this work for like at that point, like 15 years at least. Um, but I wanted that modality because um, it was giving me a certain angle. So if they weren't projecting, they were guessing. And so there's like this whole world where, and I've seen, I've had so many people come to me after getting like a reading or working with somebody before me, a mentor, mm-hmm. like an energy medicine where they were told something that stuck with them and it wasn't resonant but because it was done in a psychic or intuitive context, they couldn't shake it off. So there's, there's some irresponsibility in the field of professionals. That's one of my missions is to professionalize this field of energy medicine. Uh, well, I, like I, I, uh, I support that 100%. I think it's really important. I mean, I found times where, uh, let's say I'm like at a restaurant and the waitress is just, I'm seeing certain things about the waitress. And I'll like ignore it, you know, I'll put it down. I'll like, I'll, I'll bury it down. And then maybe I'll tell the person I'm with, oh, like this person, I saw this about them. But then the more I try to like fight that, I feel like I have to kind of, you know, tell that, tell the waitress like, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. For an example, like this person is not that great. Let them go. But I feel like the more you fight something, the more it has to just like surface. So do you help the do you help your clients also with that when they're coming into their gifts, like how to control things? Yeah, I mean there is yeah. really it's a way there's yeah there's just a way to shut that off. I've and you want you want to shut that off? What? Yeah, um, I I have a family friend. She's a shaman. She was telling my family and I about like the first time she. Uh, was seeing spirits and she was maybe six or seven years old but she was telling my sister because my sister is opening up right now how she needs to put a wall up and have boundaries and not let them channel through her and if they come like they have to leave right away or like they have to put the make their point and just leave they can't just stay so that's like another thing that's like very important have your have boundaries with people with spirits all that and I'm sure you understand that. Yeah, I mean, I know that in my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, one of the first things that I address is, because there's modules weekly, mm-hmm. and one of the first things I address is Energy Field Management 101. Very we are important. in new, yeah, and we are not in Newtonian-based physics paradigm anymore where everything was solid and real and predictable, like a cue ball hits the eight ball and it goes into the pocket. It's, right. so it's based on quantum physics now. So it's a much more vibrational backdrop that we're living in. And it's nothing, it's much more telepathic and it's not so solid and real. And so I 
learning new tools or renewing old tools that have been shoved down into our unconscious for these new times is necessary in energy field management. It's just like adding in that level of hygiene that we do for our teeth. Seriously, simple. Like you take, you go to therapy for your mind, you work out for your body, you have to take care of your tool. I tell everybody that too. It's so true. But, but you know, you can work a certain way. Are those dogs? Oh, it's my dog. He loves to uh, bark. <laughs> um, there's a certain way if you like what I say is by the work that I've learned um, there's a way that you can address the mind the body and the spirit all at once and not have it quite so divided I hear you because I do the same I work out I don't go to therapy I mean I left psychology in part because I was like I had the sense that why would repeating the same thing and talking about it laboriously be helpful I just, I, I had had this after learning about it that talk therapy doesn't get at it. It isn't a solution. Um, but I hear you. Like, I do the workouts for the fitness, the body, and I eat the way I eat. But it's like, even here's an example of how this translates. When people come in and start working with me, particularly, for example, in my signature program, like I've already mentioned, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, by the like third month, many of them are lightening up. And their food choices are changing. In fact, in, in my release forms, or actually in the form where I talk about possible reactions that they'll have, um, this is one of them, that your food preferences mm-hmm. might change. Yeah. So I by that. say? I, no, I, I, I've heard that as well. That yeah, so that's a crossover from the energy into the body. Mm-hmm. That's the mind-body connection. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's... Um, it's fun doing this work right now. It's fun helping people shift into um, understanding more about their, their intuition and their energy field and um, how to work with their consciousness. I mean, it's, it's where we need to go to have thriving in this paradigm and in this new era now, for sure. So it's a good field to be in. I love this field, and I love talking to you and learning about everything that you do. Can you tell everybody where to find you? VibrationalUpgrade.com. What was the last Are you thing on you Instagram? Said? Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I think Instagram's kind of funny for me without going into a long story. I think it's Dr. Allison JK. Uh, J is just a letter. K-A-Y is the last name, and Allison's with one L. Um, I think that I'm going to see about having my team set up a new one that is Vibrational Upgrade. Um, but, yeah, I'm on more so I'm on Facebook. There's a free Facebook group for Vibrational Upgrade. Uh, my website's Vibrational Upgrade. If you go to Amazon, all my books are there. Allison with one L. Include the J, because there's another Allison K-A-Y on there, and she does not write about what I write about. <laughs> oh, um, she writes about and, fun stuff, huh? I've had that before. <laughs> other other guests say that. About very, very Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not really what you, I don't want to have it's a comment on that. <laughs> you're fun you're a firecracker Elsa. thank you so much for coming on oh it was my pleasure i'm glad that we could connect thanks for having me on and blessings to you in your blessings life and your body you. thank you so much good luck with everything be in touch you too take care bye
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141. Rakuten.com slash r slash Davina 141. Happy shopping and make some money.